0: I'm Sarah Payne, and this is The Doctor's Wife, episode 47. Stop asking yourself dumb questions. This is The Doctor's Wife, a podcast for the woman who supported her husband through a decade or more of medical training, and who's always held everything together at home, and who's ready to take a little more time for self-care because she knows that there's no way she can take care of the people she loves. Unless she takes care of herself as well. Let's take care of you. You are so much more than a doctor's wife. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm here with a little inspiration station for you before we dive right into this hot topic of dumb questions. I know I've talked about Austin Cleon on the podcast before, but have you looked him up? Because... If you haven't, you really should. He is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Steal Like an Artist. And he also wrote Show Your Work and a new book that just came out called Keep Going. And the thing I love about Austin Kleon is he's so creative and his books, even the shape of his books are like not standard. They're like a square. I think they're like five by five or something like that. And he incorporates art into all of his work, but that's basically All of the books that I've read by him, which are everyone except for "Keep Going," are about how to like access your own creativity, and they're short and easy to digest. But they're at the same time full of nuggets of truth, and they're super entertaining as well. Like so entertaining, so I highly recommend them. I first read "Show Your Work," and then I just got my hands on "Steal Like an Artist" last week. I read it in a couple of hours all together interspersed and it's so good and one of the things that he talks about is how bad weather leads to better art and i want you to think about something that you're creating in the world like whether you're building your own business or you love to bake or you have some kind of craft that you're honing and we're going into like fall and fall is wonderful but oftentimes it gives people the reminder that winter is on its way and so they start to feel anxious and nervous about the snow and all of that and so thinking about how bad weather leads to better art i think that's just brilliant because when we can't go outside and go to the beach or go for a walk then we're kind of forced to create something inside of our homes right it gives us the opportunity so that's how i'm going to look at winter this year that it's a great opportunity for me to create more inside my home because of the bad weather going on outside. Now you guys, are you all on my email list? Because I send it out once a week, it's called Friday Favorite, and it's short, like you can read it in usually probably about 30 seconds, and sweet, and I just offer you like a little bit of wisdom and encouragement to get, get on into your weekend. And I must say, like, they're really good. They're really good. And I've gotten a lot of positive feedback about them. And so go sign up for my email list if you haven't, all right? Get on Friday Favorite. You can sign up at sarahpayne.com. And I'll even send you a free video with, with your sign up. So go check it out. But let's move into this exciting topic, all right? Dumb questions. Stop asking yourself dumb questions. So when you were in elementary school, you, like me, were probably taught there's no such thing as dumb questions. Any question is valid. But I disagree, all right? We're gonna talk about dumb questions and how you can stop asking yourself so many dumb questions. Can you tell? I'm like, I'm like yelling into the mic. I'm so fired up about this. I see it so much with my clients, and I used to see it in myself so much more than I do now. So, here are some examples of dumb questions. We ask ourselves them all the time, and they, and they feel terrible, all right? Questions like, what's wrong with me? Or, why can't I figure this out? Or, will I ever get this right? Or, why can't I lose weight? Why can't I stop yelling at my kids? Why can't I get up and exercise when I say I will? What is my husband's problem? Why aren't my kids better behaved? Why do I have to do everything around here? Why is my opinion not valid? Or who does so-and-so think she is? Or why can't I keep commitments to myself? Now, the answer to just about every one of these questions is either there's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with them. When we ask ourselves a question, even if we don't answer it, our lower brain does. And when we ask ourselves dumb questions like the examples I just gave you, that's almost always the response. There's something wrong with me or there's something wrong with them or there's something wrong with my life. And none of these answers is either true or helpful, but our brain offers us these questions and these answers all the time. Why does our brain do that? Here's the thing, it's your lower brain's job to keep you alive, not to keep you happy or fulfilled or connected to those around you or accomplishing your goals. It's just to keep you alive. So it's always scanning your life and everyone in it, trying to find problems and looking for anything and everything that might be wrong. And you know what? It usually finds it. And in order to keep your brain from running wild, it needs constant redirection. And that can come in the form of questions. It can come in the form of asking good questions. And learning to ask good questions is really important to redirecting your brain and getting what you want out of life. And so we're gonna talk about learning to ask good questions in motherhood, in your marriage, and in your relationship with yourself. So let's start with motherhood. Here are some bad questions that we might ask ourselves in regards to motherhood. What if I'm screwing them up? Or why don't they listen? What is wrong with them? Or how can I get her to do what I want? I asked myself this question quite a few times with my daughter. She's very different than I was at her age. And I think for a long time, I kind of, without even really recognize it, like I tried to fit her in this little box of who I thought little girl, what I thought little girls should be like. And there was an opportunity for me not too long ago to practice allowing her to be herself and to stop asking myself the question, how can I get her to do what I want? Because I wasn't being very successful with that question. So she loves the movie Into the Spider-Verse. And one of the characters on there, her name is um, Spider-Gwen. And she has like half of her hair is shaved on one side. And my daughter came to me and she was like, I, I want to do my hair like this. Like, can I can I go and get my hair cut like this? And initially I was like, no freaking way. Do you know how long that would take to grow out? You're going to like it for like two seconds and then you're going to hate it and just want to grow it out. But then I thought about it and I thought, okay, what are the stakes here? Like it's just hair and I can not allow her to do it. And I like, I was kind of within my control, right? I mean, she could take matters into her own hands and cut her own hair, but she probably wouldn't. Or I can just like give, but use this as an opportunity for her to just express herself and cut her hair however she wants because, I mean, it's her hair. And so I did. I did. And you know what? She loved it. She totally loved it for like a whole summer. (laughs) And now she's growing it back in. And you know what? Or growing it out, I should say. And that's totally fine. Like, Sarah a few years ago would have, the Sarah who tried to control what she wore to family pictures would have totally tried to micromanage her and control how she cut her hair. But as I've gotten into thought work and learned a little bit more about people and about human behavior, I just kind of stopped asking myself, like, how can I get her to do what I want? And instead, like, I just thought, well, is this a way that she can express herself? And the answer was yes. And so I let her do it. But like I said before, when we ask ourselves questions like, what if I'm screwing them up? Even if we don't logically answer it with our higher brain, our lower brain answers it. And our lower brain almost always answers it with, you're totally screwing them up. So let's think about some questions that we can ask ourselves in regards to motherhood that are a little bit more useful, that aren't so dumb. Questions like, how can I feel more connected to my kids today? And... In what way can I create memories with them? This is one of my favorite ones I've been asking recently because I've noticed that it's kind of a habit in my family that we create a lot of celebrating around food, which is fine, but I've wanted to look for different ways to celebrate and interact and connect with my kids. And so I like to ask myself, in what way can I create memories with my children that don't involve food? Now, please don't hear that I think there's anything wrong with memories with food. I don't. It just forces my brain to get a little bit more creative with how I help create memories for my children. Here's another one. What might be going on for them right now? Like, I genuinely like to ask that. Yesterday, my daughter was super grumpy because she. I initially told her that she could go play to friends after school. And then I realized she had a bunch of chores to do. So I told her that the friend play date was going to have to wait. And she was really, really grumpy. And she, she was being super passive aggressive as she was getting the work done, her chores done. And I just thought, I initially wanted to be passive aggressive right back. Like, who do you think you are? This, your life is so easy. Oh, wow, wow. Your mom makes you vacuum once in a while. <laughs> and then I stopped myself and I just asked myself, what's going on for her right now? Well, she was really disappointed because she thought she was going to be able to go play at her friend's house. And then I told her that she couldn't. So it makes total sense that she would be angry and upset and passive aggressive with me. And so when I think that, when I thought about it that way I just allowed her to be her. And that didn't mean that I allowed her to talk back to me, right? Like there were still rules and there were still consequences and she still had to do her work, but I just allowed her to be cranky and upset and it was not a big deal. And then I love this one as well. How can I teach them in a different way? So there are some examples of questions that you can ask in regards to motherhood that aren't dumb, that will open up your brain and that won't have the answer because there's something wrong with you or because there's something wrong with them. Now let's talk about the second area. Let's talk about your marriage, all right? There's so many dumb questions that we can ask ourselves in regards to marriage. Questions like, why doesn't he pay attention to me? Or what's wrong with him? Or what's his problem? Or why is his job more important than me? A question that I used to ask myself way too often about my husband was a version of why doesn't he pay attention to me. Let me explain. My husband really is fascinated with politics and political shows. And he doesn't have strong opinions either way about either uh, any of the parties, but he really loves to watch, see what CNN is saying, and then see what Fox News is saying, and see what MSNBC is saying. And he loves to watch those like Sunday shows that where they do like round tables and stuff like that and evening shows like Tucker Carlson. And for years, I it was this version of like, why does not he pay attention to me? Like, why is he watching these shows, you know? And when I started to instead ask myself, what does he find interesting about politics? All of a sudden, I wasn't making him watching the political shows mean something about me and how he cared more about politics than me or how he didn't find me as interesting as politics or anything like that, suddenly I was able to see like, oh, he's totally fascinated with human behavior and he loves to watch it play out in the political realm. And in that regard, like I totally get it because I'm fascinated with human behavior as well. And now it doesn't mean that I still don't like, Political shows to watch them for myself. And it doesn't mean that I always sit down and watch them with him, but just knowing that, like, that's why he enjoys them is really helpful to me in understanding him better. And sometimes he watches them and I go read a book, and sometimes I sit down and watch them with him, and sometimes I say, Hey, how about we do something else? How about we turn off the TV and go do something else? But for years, I was answering the question, Why does he pay attention? to me, with some version of like, he doesn't care about me as much as he cares about these dumb shows. (laughs) And now I see it in a totally different light. I like, I actually enjoy the fact that he enjoys politics and particularly like how humans interact in regards to politics and the news. So some better questions that you might ask yourself in regards to your marriage might be this. What can I do to feel more love for my husband today? Or, I wonder what his biggest worries are. Have you asked yourself that in a while? You might be very interested in the answer. Like, the things that sometimes our spouses worry about have surprised me personally. And just like the weight that they sometimes carry in regards to family and their career and how much they really feel is at stake in regards to healthcare and taking care of their patience, and then providing for their family as well. Another good question is what's hard for him right now? And like the question that I, similar to what I asked myself in regards to him and and politics, what does he love about, and then insert whatever it is that he likes to spend his time doing. What does he love about football or the news or golf, whatever it is. And here's one of my other favorites. What are my favorite things about him? And when you ask yourself, Good questions like these smart questions like these your brain automatically goes to work to find the answer and they are answers that are so much more useful than the dumb questions that we sometimes ask ourselves that almost always lead to the dead-end road of there's something wrong with him or there's something wrong with me now the third area where we can work on asking ourselves good questions instead of dumb questions is in our relationship with ourselves. Honestly, you guys, how many times do we ask ourselves, what's the matter with me? And the answer to that, your brain almost always says there's something really the matter with you. There's something wrong with you or you're broken in some way. So let me reassure you that you are not, that there is nothing wrong with you. Really, I like, I want you to hear me if you're listening to this podcast, there's nothing wrong with you. Like You are perfect just the way you are. You are valuable and important and nothing about you needs to change in order for that to be true. But we often ask ourselves, what's the matter with me? Or another one of my favorites, who do you think you are? Which is some version of, you're not worthy of this, whatever it is that you're doing, or you're not valuable enough or you're not important enough. And those are lies. They're all lies. So instead, let's think about some more important and valuable questions that we could ask ourselves questions like what can i create today and who can i love today and who can i help today or i love to ask myself this when i'm feeling like overwhelmed what do i need right now like i just like to pause and be like what do i need right now do i need a nap do i need to like take five minutes and just be by myself What is it that I really need right now? And then my very favorite question that I got from the one and only Jody Moore is, what feels most like love? When I'm presented with any kind of problem or situation, what feels most like love? And I'll tell you what never feels like love, beating yourself up. That is not love, my friends. So ask yourself what feels most like love And get your brain to work figuring out the answer. It has been my personal experience that what feels most like love for me is also what feels most like love for those around me. Sometimes love feels like having a difficult conversation. And sometimes love means saying no. And sometimes love means taking a step back. But what feels most like love is a great question to ask yourself in regards to your relationship with you, as well as in your regard to relationship with your marriage and your husband, and in regards to relationship with your children and with motherhood. Have a great week, you guys. I'll see you next time. Hold up just one second. I have created a video training series for you, the doctor's wife to help you enjoy your husband's next on-call weekend. Did you know you don't have to suffer through it? I will teach you exactly how to thrive during that weekend and to start rediscovering yourself as a person. So head on over to sarapayne.com and get your free video today.